This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kego Lasso. A great one-on-one today with Leeds United winger Jack Harrison. We talk about his experiences in his first season in the Premier League and, of course, his time with Marcelo Bielsa, what it's like to play under him. We also discuss uh, the rise of American talent in Europe because, of course, we remember he was an NYCFC player in MLS. We discuss this and so much more. Stay right here. My one-on-one with Leeds United's Jack Harrison begins right now. Joining me now on Que Golazo is Jack Harrison, the 24-year-old Leeds United winger on loan from Manchester City. Now his third year with Marcelo Bielsa's side. On his first season in the Premier League, Jack, like his Leeds United, have been incredibly impressive, lighting it up. Only one win away from the top half of the table, scoring 30 goals in the process. That's the fifth best in the league. It's pretty remarkable for a newly promoted side. Jack became the first loanee to make 100 appearances for Leeds. And to be honest, since the days of NYCFC, where I personally watched him on numerous occasions, I have always known how good he is. But under Bielsa, he has flourished. This season, he's had seven goal contributions, three goals and four assists. The only Englishman to contribute more is Jack Grealish. Uh, So it's really, really incredible. Super exciting to talk to Jack as Leeds prepare for a busy second half of the season. Jack Harrison, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, I love the fact that you got your Yankees hat on. I'm in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. I know that you still have New York in your heart, right, Jack? That Definitely, you still have- yeah, always, always. I'll always have a soft spot for New York in my heart. <laughs> I, I love it. And we're going to get into that for sure. But Jack, first off, how are you? How has this season been for you? Uh, it's been tough, obviously, COVID-related, just a stop-and-start situation, just overall, not just because of it's a marathon season for the Premier League and the fact that it's your first season in the Premier League. How has it been for you? Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. There's been you know, a lot of ups the, the way we started the season, um, obviously a lot of hype around, around Leeds and our style of play, and then we went through you know a little bit of a rough patch where we didn't win too many games we we lost two games for one and everyone was saying how bad we were <laughs> and then we just ended up coming back up on the rise again and uh, started to play our football so it's it, it's all part of the game really but um no it's been a, a great first year i've definitely learned a lot being uh, part of the premiership i'm just enjoying it so far and i'm hoping to continue this the success that we've been having and hopefully we can you know, continue to do well and finish the season well. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, as of right now, as we're talking, of course, the news breaking out that, you know, more clubs are being affected by COVID. Aston Villa, my Aston Villa, uh, I'm a lifelong Villa fan, so I apologize for that, Jack, ahead of our conversation. <laughs> but my, my Villa right now in isolation, uh, Newcastle before that. Um, how are you guys taking care of yourselves? I, I presume that it's also very strict, regimentally speaking, from a club perspective for you, uh, the squad and the staff. 
Yeah, it's been very different in terms of how we run things throughout the facility and um, everyone has split up into different changing rooms now. There's only four or five people in each changing room. Um, we get tested twice a week. Um, there's a lot of different rules and regulations about how, you know, how far you can be away from each other and certain exercises you have to do, you know, more than two meters away. So there's, um, there's been a lot of different changes throughout the, the training ground, but at the end of the day, we, our, I think our style of training kind of fits around the, the protocols and all these regulations and stuff. So it, it hasn't really affected our training as much because we always train in small groups anyway. So um, we've been able to continue working as normal and, um, and yeah, we're just you know playing the games as as normal too. It's a little bit strange without the fans. Um, yeah, I think it would have been great coming into the the Premier League uh, with all the fans and stuff. You know, we played at these amazing stadiums now. Like like Tottenham Stadium was unbelievable. You know, Old Trafford, Anfield. It would have been great to have played there with all the fans and stuff. But um, I guess we'll just have to hopefully wait for that next year. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I'm sure you will. Actually, I was going to ask you next about. Uh, your training. You mentioned you do it in small numbers and stuff. I'm very intrigued to see how how does it work under uh, uh, somebody I admire a lot. I'm not the only one in Marcelo Bielsa, just how he manages a training session. How is it uh, working uh, with him in such a hectic uh, uh, as type of style? Is it just as hectic in training or is it a little calmer? What's it like? Um, it, it depends. We have, um, I'm sure you've read about it in the news and, you know, after, you know, being an admirer of Marcelo, you, you know about his, his murder ball sessions that we call them. Um, <laughs> so the, these sessions are, are quite hectic. There's a lot of shouting, a lot of running about and, um, you know, it's, it's physically enduring. Whereas, you know, we have these other kind of other training sessions, which um, are not as physically enduring. You have to do a lot of sprints still and it's, it's a bit more calmer, but a lot of the training sessions that we do are very specific. Um, our passing patterns that we do, um, they have to be done in a certain way. The, the certain movements that we have to do, how the, the rotation of the ball, it, it can't you know go sideways. It has to go forwards. And just the amount of detail that Marcelo goes into is incredible. And I think this is, you know, the reason, well, not one of the reasons why a lot of these managers and yourself around the world, they all admire his work and his methodology. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the details, the fact that he's just so intricate with absolutely everything. And I love the fact that he lives and dies by it and every uh, player under him, you know, follows along. Listen, how's your Spanish? Um, <laughs> is it good? Is there a Spanglish situation? Does Bielsa talk a little bit more English? H how is it? Because also, you know, we're going to talk about it. You're New York, you know, you play with David Villa. You obviously know the, the Latino essence. H how, how is it? Uh, it's getting a little bit better. I, I studied Spanish in school for a little bit, so I know how to formulate sentences and, and little things like that and the past tense and future and all this. Um, my girlfriend is actually Costa Rican as well, so I understand a lot of the Spanish. I think I get a bit shy when it comes to actually speaking the Spanish, but um, with Marcelo, he's he's been doing great. I think he's been taking English classes as well, so he tries to speak more and more English Um in fact, a couple of weeks ago, he actually read one of the speeches in English for the first time. And that was incredible just to hear it from him and just to know that he's trying. So it's, uh, it's, it's been good for, for me because I get to learn more Spanish. I understand a lot more now, but 
Um, I think it's also good for him too to, to learn English and try to speak with those in English too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you have a Costa Rican girlfriend, so you, you, you have enough to deal with. As, as a Peruvian and a fellow Latin American, trust me, you have enough to figure out. But don't be shy. <laughs> Sigue practicando tu español, Jack. Sigue no, pra no quiero practicar. <laughs> no, no, no quiero hablar. <laughs> next time, next time lo hacemos en español, Jack, okay? Next time lo hacemos uh, en español. <laughs> uh, nos vemos. Eh? <laughs> Maybe after a few drinks in the off-season. We'll, we'll... <laughs> in the off-season, for sure. <laughs> Okay, you know, in, in let me ask you something in regards to your style. You know, many question about its longevity, right? It's so exciting to watch, especially for the neutral. But is it sustainable, especially in a marathon season during a pandemic? And a few weeks ago, you were like, "Listen, you know, after the West Brom uh, win, the destruction against West Brom, and and you scored there. It's about, you know, you said it's about continuing." our style of play. We don't have to change for anyone or for any reason. That sounds like a mini Bielsa right there. Do you stand by that? Is that is that right? You just don't care who it is. It can be PSG or it can be Shrewsbury Town. It doesn't matter. You just go every single time. Yeah, I think this is, you know, another reason why a lot of people admire him for how he works as well. It doesn't matter who we're playing against, if it's if it's Liverpool or who, who, whoever. Uh, we're going to continue playing our intense, aggressive style of play. And you, we've seen the season at times, you know, against these these big six, they call them the big teams. We we, we can take them by surprise. I think at uh, Liverpool, everyone was really surprised by, you know, how well we did against them. We were able to score three goals Um against, you know, one of the best teams or the team that won it uh, the previous year as well. And um, against a team like, like Man City, although, you know, I wasn't playing, but the, the team was able to continue that style of play and get a draw out of the game. And there's, there's parts of the game um, where we, we actually, you know, we're controlling, we're dominating the game just, just with our style of play. I think we're, there's still areas that we can improve on. But no, I, I stand by what I said 100% and I'm sure Marcelo would agree as well is it doesn't matter who we're playing against we have to continue our style of play and continue doing what we know has been best for us and what's worked for us and what's got us, gotten us to where we are today which is the Premier League so there's yeah. something that we're doing right and we have to continue doing that yeah you live and die by it and that, I think that's what makes uh, everybody so uh, impressed and, and admire not just Yasa but you and and the team so Uh, it's good to stay, and you don't see it, right? Often, uh, you know, uh, you know this like stubborn way of saying we don't care who you are, we're just going to keep going. Um, no, all right, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, especially for a team that you know just been promoted to the Premier League, I think a lot of the times you see teams try to change their tactics a little bit, and it can be quite detrimental for them because they're maybe not used to playing that style. But yeah, with Marcelo, we we know what works for us, and it's it, it's been good so far this season. I think you know you can look back on our season so far and we've built you know some solid foundations to work off of and we're going into the second half of the season like you said now and we can only hope to keep building off of that and looking to improve so we'll have to see what happens 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I say hesitantly, uh, as a Villa fan, good luck to you. Uh, <laughs> all right. You probably wouldn't have been too happy with the last result, I guess. Well, <laughs> you know what? Out of all the out of all the games, that's the one game I feel in this season that Aston Villa fully deserved to lose. You absolutely outclassed uh, Aston Villa in that one. Absolutely. So I'm putting my hand up in that one and giving it full credit. No, but you guys have been doing well, though. You guys have been doing really well this season. You've got a lot of good players, so... We'll, we'll be looking out for the next time we play you guys, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm taking your compliments with a pinch of salt because I know that you want to destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let, let's switch gears just for a second. I want to talk about New York City, uh, NYCFC. Uh, I want to talk about MLS uh, because obviously you began with Wake Forest and then you were drafted. And, you know, what was it like? Uh, for you playing in the league, uh, what was it like working under Vieira, playing with all those legendary players like David Villa, we just talked about, Lampard, Andrea Pirlo. What was your experience like? It was literally a dream come true for, for me. I think I've been in the US and knowing a little bit about the MLS and, and everything. If I could have cho chosen one team to be at, it, was, it, it would be New York City, just for that reason. Um, the amount of class that they have on that team, working with Patrick Vieira, having the you know, affiliation with Man City, all of these things put together and the, the style of play and everything was just, it was, you know, somewhere where I wanted to be. So although when I got drafted, I was, I was happy to, to go to Chicago originally and, you know, do my best there. Who knows what could have happened? But I think deep down in my heart, New York is where I always wanted to be after being around uh, for so long, playing with Manhattan Soccer Club and um, Black Rock and being part of Berkshire School, all around, all based around New York City. It was somewhere where I always wanted to be and felt that was, it was like my second home there. So um, all of those attributes put together, it's just, you know, a dream come true for me. I couldn't have asked for anything, anything better. What, what do you miss about uh, New York? Is there, a, is there a spot that you used to go to? Maybe the food? Because, you know, uh, I'm sure uh, Yorkshire's pizza is not as good. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza is nowhere near as good. I can tell you that right now. I think, I think food has got to be one of the things I miss. I I love my food, and you know I'm sure you. What whilst we're here here at Leeds, we have wheat targets and stuff, so I have to be really careful about what I eat and stuff. But no, the definitely the food. I think just the overall vibes in in yeah. Manhattan. I think it's just a. It's hard to explain, but it's just a different way of living, and I always enjoyed the energy that I got from just being around the people there for, for me the new yorkers were so nice to me everyone says new yorkers like they're so rude and this that and the other but they were always really nice to me so i was really grateful to have that opportunity and be there and just experience such a great city yeah well we're, we're very nice until you don't play well if you don't play well <laughs> but like i said you you have a latin, latin american girlfriend so you know how to stand up for yourself so it's fine don't worry. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you, it works sometimes it doesn't so you yeah. just gotta like you said take it with a pinch of salt and continue going <laughs> exactly exactly my friend listen what's really funny is like Pirlo now managing Juventus Lampard with Chelsea both of you your former teammates uh saying they I mean I remember them saying great things about you is it weird seeing them in charge of these teams uh do you still stay in touch does it maybe when you play Chelsea or even maybe in the future Juventus uh, I guess you still keep that relationship right Yeah, definitely. I think um, I probably keep in contact with Frank the most. I think it's easiest just being uh, here in England and, you know, having that affiliation. We're always uh, close when we're in New York as well. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to it's nice to see him, obviously, 
you know doing so well these last couple of years uh, with with Chelsea and I think when whenever we do try and uh, whenever I come against Frank I always want to do well just to kind of prove a point to him although last game I didn't do too well against Chelsea but I'm hoping to redeem myself the next time we play them um, but yeah it's, I, I keep in contact with uh, him and David probably maybe Andrea not 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 so much but um, it's always nice to to see these guys where they are now because they they always have you know that right mentality um, even in New York they could have easily just you know took it as a retirement league as everyone calls it and just kind of uh, relaxed a little bit towards the end of their careers but they were always pushing themselves even even then and that's something that I always admired about them is they still had the right attitude and mentality to to be part of that team so it's no surprise that they are where they are now and doing well so it, I think once you have it in you you always have that drive to to keep on being better and you know keep pushing yourself to the limits and yeah something that I always admired about them. Yeah, absolutely. And they admire that about you. Listen, our time is nearly up. I have a few more questions and then we'll be done. Because okay. one thing that I want to ask you is you, you know, you know, the experience in MLS and the United States so well, it's no uh, surprise to anyone just how well uh, all these young American players are doing. Pulisic at Chelsea, McKenney at Juventus, uh, Zach mm-hmm. Steffen doing well uh, yeah. at, at your parent club, Manchester City. There's just, they're everywhere. Gio Reyna, Dortmund, uh, you know, yeah, obviously... Right, exactly. You know all yeah, so these uh, players. How do you feel about the United States men's national team as they look ahead to 2021 and then a push for, obviously, Qatar and, and later on 2026? They, they're growing. What, what do you think of it? Yeah, it's definitely growing. I think like you, all the players that you just listed, I think they, they're all great talents and they're, they're now coming across here to Europe and playing in the, the best leagues in the world and continuing to show their talent and, and being successful as well. So it's, the future is looking bright for the US. Um, you know, it's, I think not only the, the national team, but MLS as a, as a league is also growing and improving each year as well. So um, it's exciting times for kind of American soccer, I guess. So. <laughs> They don't mind saying football. It's okay. You can say soccer. <laughs> no, it's because I get a lot of stick here. Everyone gives me stick if I call Oh, that's soccer right. Do you do that mistake sometimes? <laughs> do you sometimes say soccer and then they make fun of you? When I first came back, I, I it, it slipped or my American slang or the twang would come out every now and then and they'd make fun of me for it. So I've tried to kind of downplay that as much as possible because I don't want to get any more stick from these guys. I imagine like, <laughs> what, like uh, Luke Ayling must be so mean to you. Oh like, with my that stuff. gosh. <laughs> It's not only me, but just everyone on the team. It can be whoever. You know, a, a guy like Luke is always going to crack jokes and make people laugh around you. What are they going to call you? Like Zach Morris? Like, hey, Baywatch, be quiet. Like, they just make fun <laughs> like the American kid. Uh, the um, Clicky, actually, Mateus Klitsch on our team, he called me American boy. So he says, I look like an American boy. I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> hey, you'll take it. You'll take it. It might be fine. I'll take it. Right? I'll take it. Hey, you keep scoring the goals and assists. That's fine, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. All right, final question, Jack. Uh, let's go back to Leeds United. As I mentioned in the intro, such an impressive run. Uh, everybody loves your team and your manager. Well, uh, unless you're from Yorkshire or the West Midlands, everybody's having a good time watching you as a neutral. How far can this team go, uh, Jack Harrison? How far do you think you can go? I think we have we have to have high aspirations as a, as a club. And there's no reason why we we shouldn't have those. I think we've shown as a team uh, glimpses of what we're capable of. It's just about being consistent with that, and you know, 
like like you said before, making it last throughout a, a long enduring season. I think the first year um, Marcelo came, it was difficult for everyone. It was took everybody by surprise, and we weren't sure what to expect. But the following years, we've been able to uh, to mentally pre- and physically prepare ourselves, and we we know what's coming, we know what to expect, and we found ways to to make it last for the season too. So. Um, hopefully we can do that again this this year. Um, it'd be great, you know. I think as a club, if we get, I don't think with the points and stuff, we're not that far off. It obviously depends on other things, but making European football would be unbelievable. Um, but I think making making top ten would be, you know, a great accomplishment for for a club like Leeds United, especially after being away for so long, sixteen years out of the Premier League, and coming back and making a big impression like that. I think it would be. Um, you know, a, a, a great accomplishment for, for us as a club. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody, again, should disregard the fact that you're only a win away right now from being in the top half. So, uh, you know, the very best of luck to Leeds United. Jack Harrison, winger uh, from Leeds United, 24 years old. He misses his New York pizza. He's going to practice on his Spanish. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jack Harrison and Leeds United for allowing us to talk today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube, where you can watch the whole show. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and have a great, great weekend. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.